Corey, can I interest you in a challenge? A challenge? It's a fancy challenge. <laughs> what if you sang the Bambi Wynab song? Okay. But like I'll in the podcast when I edit it, I'll have you both singing at the same time to see how oh, close no. you were no. to the accurate. So can everyone you give listening. Me a beat. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> okay. Then you sing it and then everyone in podcast land, you're gonna hear Corey and Bambi at the same time. But with that was pure the harmony. Slides of hand of the <laughs> podcast setting. So Corey okay. has the words in front of her, not the tune. I'm ready. One, two, three, and go. I'm a sugar, I'm a sugar cookie. cookie. Real hype and fast, and he was like I real, know. like See, you chill, gave me the wrong mellow. It was your fault. But I thought, you know, great. I, it was great. I you two have it. a career in front of me. I would definitely like. I would always already be paying for Spotify. I wouldn't buy Spotify to listen to you, but I would add you to my favorites. I wouldn't pin you at the top. Okay, but I'll I would, take it. I would, that gives yeah. me something to aspire to. Goals. <laughs> you and Ben B. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Corey, this is the the season for episode A, which is the 68th episode. 68. 68. People Your are probably like, ears. you are you are to my ears as butter bleed is to my cookies. Almost like now, instead of them enjoying our voices, which they don't, there's no way they can. We're just like something that is a weekly thing for them. Like they're like, it's oh, probably like going to Tuesday. the gym. Like, I yeah, have, have to, to listen. listen to I have to put myself through this because maybe on the <laughs> other side I'll be a better person. <laughs> So outside of listening to these romantic voices, what can people expect on the Baking It Down podcast? The Baking Down podcast is a way for you to listen a little bit about business while you're baking. Uh, I know sometimes we're elbow deep in flour and it's hard to scroll in the group. So this is our way to get into your ears and make it a little bit easier to digest something. You know, even if this is the one business thing you do a week, uh, you can feel a little bit more accomplished instead of being like, oh, crap, I didn't do anything for my business. Yeah, I like that. And plus, it puts you in a marketing mindset. You know, they always say that the business owner wears 17 hats. It's I At least like you can wear like one hat while you hat short. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can, like, listen with your marketing hat while you hand yeah. with the production I hat. I agree that when I'm baking, I am always thinking. Like, I'm not necessarily thinking about, like, how many eggs just went in there, so I'll have to go back and count the shells. But I am thinking about business. <laughs> business and egg breaking. <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's dive into the topic. It was interesting. I took a poll in the group. A poll. A poll. Wow. A poll. A poll. A fancy poll. <laughs> <laughs> I took a poll in the group to see what people do in the summer when it comes to their cookie businesses. Three options. It was uneditable. You can only pick from what I said. And it was I. I think uh, an uneditable. What you uneditable. said. Uneditable. Hey, if they're unedible, too. That's on you guys. <laughs> I can only tell you what I can tell you. But it was three options. What do you do when it comes to order taking orders in the summer? Was it A, you take fewer orders, you step back, take a break? Was it B, you step back completely? Or was it C, maintain ship scores? Okay. You're doubling down. This is my my peak season. This was actually an interesting pull because me and Heather are definitely always ship's course kind of people uh, because we've worked for ourselves for so long. (laughs) The bills are ship's course. (laughs) We got to maintain the same course as the bills maintain. So it's definitely... Wherever that bill's headed, I'm headed there too. (laughs) To Bill Island. It's definitely been a very coursey life that we've lived. (laughs) So the, the feedback, though, was wildly... I almost expected it, though, but it was wildly interesting. If everyone in podcast land would like to know. So the group, I can't Facebook change how I can read the amount of people who vote in polls. Now okay. it's on percentage. Oh. Which typically no, I see. at the bottom I can say so many people voted. Night. I would really like to know because I think that would add a little bit of feedback. I think on feedback. mobile it does that. I don't know if it does on desktop, but I know that's where you're looking. Yeah, so like what Corey's referring to, if you look at a poll on mobile, at least from my experience in Facebook, um... Let me search myself. My favorite thing to look up. Confection <laughs> creator. But anyways, the poll comes back in percentage of uh, votes versus before it was like a total count. Okay. So let me just look up what I posted. Well, I okay. I have Christmas in July. Here's another poll I ran yesterday. 
Oh, 396 votes on the Christmas of July. Okay, sa- sidebar. I'll okay, tell you, you guys. Are, you've got to stay course to the first one. <laughs> I'm taking a different sidebar. course. <laughs> okay, let me go to the other one. Everyone's going to be like, well, what was the yeah. answer to that? I have a cookie car and pull <laughs> You have to realize people are just with their ears and not their eyes. Okay, well, scrolling down, scrolling down. We had a lot of Facebook lives I had a post about. Good night. Another poll about Vendor Blender. <laughs> okay, here it is. What's your cookie summer schedule? We had 743 votes. In total. Yeah, which is a considerably large amount. So out of 743 people, so, you know, I mean, there's 35,000 people in the group, so you can get wet, understand your sample size here. Yeah. Uh, 18% of people completely stop in the summer. Wow. Right. Here's the surprising part. 51%, that's over half of the group, if we're going to take our sample size and apply it to 35,000 people, we're looking at, you know, 18,000, 19,000 people slow down their orders on purpose. Because I think that, you know, your kids are home, you're taking vacations, families coming to town. Right. And then 30% of people stay the course. To the Bill Island. <laughs> I think I voted to stay the course. <laughs> right. So that's a pretty interesting feedback is that over, you know, 51, 61, over 68% of people will either stop or slow down orders in the summer. Wow. And we are cruising into July. It, you I, this can is you July 4th weekend? No, cannot. It's really can throwing me that not. July 4th is on Monday. Yeah. Is it not normally on a Monday? I have no idea. You'll have to look back. It is literally tripping me outside of every door. some history. (laughs) (laughs) So what we want to talk about in today's podcast is what to do when you're not doing. What what to do when you just ain't doing. And is it okay to take a break? A thousand percent. Heather loves taking breaks. She loves leaving all the business on the lap. (laughs) (laughs) If it's on my son, it's not going to (laughs) be But uh, that's a great point. So when we talk about marketing, consistency, and posting, and scheduled content buckets, all these like buzzwords, to completely stop that seems counterintuitive. It, it's scary, too, to yeah. feel that stop. So I think a lot of people are like, well, I want to slow down. So I have this this double side, double-edged sword. If I keep posting, I'll probably get people asking for yeah. orders that I don't want. And I'll have to turn away. And if I stop posting at all, well, when I come back, is it going to be a desert wasteland? Yeah, because you won't be in the algorithms anymore. Right. So what to do when you ain't doing. So we come up with some strategies that you can pick and choose from to kind of help you decide which one is right for you. Because you might be, some people are like, I'm gone for the month of July. That, wherever you guys are on vacation, can you bring me, bring me with you? I can watch your kids <laughs> while you're at your the bar <laughs> or something. I will make sure they're alive. Um, but I want to start off with my first tip, which being a free tip, and I think all of the other tips, lots of tips, tipless bags everywhere. A lot of the tips that we're going to do are going to build off of a planner application and a scheduling application. So you have the paid ones, which Corey and I use. Hootsuite would never recommend it. It's way too overpriced. It, it wasn't for a long time. Yeah, and then done. they got us because we, we got too used to them. Yeah. And so that one's outrageously priced. It's not even a cute interface. Sorry, Hootsuite. Like I'm paying you, but I hate every time I pay. Later is pretty cute. Later is cute. We had that for a short time. Uh, yeah, Meet Edgar's pretty cute, but it works just a little bit different, the concept. However, what I'm going to recommend to you is a free one, because if you're not making money, we don't want to be necessarily <laughs> spending, spending money. Uh, and that would be Facebook's planner application. I really like the interface from desktop. I find it pretty hard to use on mobile. But on desktop, you could plan out, and I do do this. This is how I scheduled a sugar cookie marketing page. Do-do. do Phoebe. Watch it. Um... But it's the Facebook planner. So once you've connected your um, business Facebook page to your business Instagram account, however you have those just connected, Mm -hmm. then you can use Facebook planner to schedule to both. You can also even schedule to your group uh, through the planner. Yeah, you're right. You absolutely can. You can can. schedule three types of things, a post, a story, and an ad. Question, can you schedule a reel? Not not yet. You can barely schedule it through later as well in Hootsuite. You have to do that like prompt to go post it. True. Uh, so no, unfortunately they're really you can bad keep news. drafts, um, for your reels in Instagram, which, you know, isn't the same thing, but you can, you can start it and, and come back to it. Right. So I like that. So basically if you're taking that wild month vacation that we're all jealous of, you could sit down today and schedule out your July post. Yeah. So that's always going to be to me is I'm not going to tell anybody and I, I'm uh, thinking you're going to agree. I'm not going to tell anybody to do nothing if they're not 
you know, take Absolutely. orders. <laughs> the algorithm is in a really fun yes, the, the reason why we don't want you to do nothing while you're on vacation is because you are, you are fighting the algorithm. The algorithm favors people who produce content. The more content you produce that is good content that's engaging, you'll get engagement, you'll show up higher in the feeds. If you just stop posting altogether, it is like trying to resuscitate a dead page. And it's, it's very hard. And we can talk about how hard it is because we've done it with a million clients. <laughs> I want to talk about the algorithm because sometimes people hear that and absolutely like tune it I out. I kind of tune it out. But I want to talk about it in relation to a live ban at a restaurant. Give me it. Okay. Man. So let's say Facebook is restaurant Facebook, okay. right? Restaurant a la Facebook? Yeah, restaurant a la Facebook. Yeah, we're going to like a diving bar because Facebook's not that nice. Okay. Okay. So, and it's like a beach bar and like, okay, well, they need outdoor entertainment. So they have this band come in. Everything is mic'd too loud. Drummer, two times the sound. This lead singer sounds like me and Corey. Oh, goodness. And Ben right now. <laughs> um, and it's people, you can see that people are like, hey, you want to get out of here? This is a little too loud. Yeah. So if Facebook is, you know, Facebook, I'll have a Facebook restaurant, dive bar. It's got a lot of things going on in yeah. this restaurant. <laughs> and it's seeing that this band is driving out uh, restaurant eaters. It's going to cancel the band. Yeah, it's gonna say, "Well, sorry, band. It right. was doesn't look like we're we're, we're doing this right. together." <laughs> so that's why the algorithm seems so elusive. But it's actually just a dive bar with a bad band. So if you produce bad content, you're the bad band driving users off the platform. Now, Facebook dive bar has in a Kenny Chesney like producer, right? You like Kenny Chesney. I just think he fits well with that demographic. Okay, no right. sure, no he does like no the, problem. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not loud. It's acoustic guitar, whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's just a cover band of Kenny. I don't think we'll ever find Kenny at a Facebook dive bar. (laughs) So Kenny sits down. Kenny's looking like sits down, and he produces just a nice ambiance. People are staying a little bit longer. Their tabs are getting a little bit larger. Facebook's like, oh, Kenny Lookalike is keeping a lot of people in Facebook dive bar. We're going to – you want to come back next week? Hey, what if you staying for another hour? Um People you like yeah. it. Feel free to pass like out your it. business card. You're selling CDs, man. Go hunk your wares. People seem to really like it. People are selling CDs still. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Five back back in the trunk. <laughs> you want my mixtape? <laughs> you say five me on Spotify? Like, I don't know. Stream me on Spotify. <laughs> so Kenny Chesney looked like he's getting a lot of people to stick in this restaurant. And Facebook dive bar management is like, hey, Ken, Kenster, can we have you stick? Like, do you want to just keep coming back? Yeah, do you want a slot? Is, is Tuesday nights your, your yeah. new? Your new hour. And so, yeah, and they keep giving him better position in the restaurant. They move him to the front. They give him a nice stool. They feature him now. He's on there. Like Ken Starini. Ken Starini. So that is the algorithm. The algorithm is the management's decision to keep Kenny or band number one. Yeah. So if your content, if your Kenny brings people to your yard. (laughs) (laughs) For milkshakes. (laughs) For milkshakes. Milkshake night on Wednesday. Uh, Your content will will reach higher in the feeds. If Kenny, well, yeah, what if Kenny ghosts? If Kenny no-shows. No and then show Kenny. Facebook Dive Bar is like, well, Kenny, you were booked. Facebook we, Dive People bar asked like, for hey, you. We, you caught us with our pants, you know, down. Yeah, and now we got to get lame Heather and Corey band in here, <laughs> and that's going to drive people out. Well, then Facebook's like, well, Kenny, you're unreliable, man. We're going to have to find a Kenny replacement. Yes. It's definitely not going to be Heather and Corey, but we're going to give them a little boost <laughs> in the interim while you find somebody that's a better fit. Yeah. That is what happens when you take a large break from Facebook, if you're producing great content that got all of that engagement and then suddenly you go, ghost, pull a little Casper on us. Facebook's like, well, okay. I mean, you, people were here to listen to you and then you left them. So I guess we're going to shove you in the crevice. Yeah, you're going to have to earn your spot back. <laughs> so when you take these breaks from Facebook, you're going to see Corey and I are not going to recommend uh, a full-blown disappearing ad. Because I don't necessarily ever take vacations, ever. Um I'm always active, but if I am not necessarily, if I'm booked on orders and I can't necessarily take more, I will post a little bit less. And that's because I don't want to be like, hey, there, order for me right now. Oh, wait, you it's can't really book have December. a lot fewer call to actions and make it Absolutely. more about engagement. So today I just did a post and I said, what are your summer plans? Because I need to steal a few. Okay. That's kind of letting people know that you could be thinking about vacation, yes. that you have engagement. You're finding out when other people are on vacation, but you're definitely giving that like, hey, what you don't want to do is like de- place your order with me today. And then they place an order and it's like, I will be back on July 31st, yeah. 2022. Like, oh, no, that's going to make people frustrated. Yes. Um, and so we don't want to, we want our call to actions to kind of shift. So 
maybe so we stay consistent if you're posting every day probably drop down to maybe three times a week if you're three times a week could you drop down to two times a week or even at least one but something's going up Mm -hmm. you're using a scheduling software you still have the app on your phone to you know engage with people when they have questions yeah if you allotted and this is why we don't take breaks if you allotted just 30 minutes after a post to respond to comments, um, responding to comments when your post goes up helps it in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the restaurant run that time, just 30 minutes a day, that's not a lot. It's not taking so much time away from your vacation, but you're, you're balancing both. You're having the best of both worlds. 30 minutes on your computer, on your phone, following up, and then eight hours at the beach. Tell me after this vacation. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I want to be. Bring old Kenny along and we'll do no, no. The next tip is to, if you're like, well, no, every time I post a cookie picture, I always get orders. Take your audience on vacation with you. Ah. People love Stories, to, man. Yeah. This is good. People love to do an about town. So even if it's not about your town, if you take them on vacation with you, they feel that connection to you. So whether it's your kids playing at the beach, um, this. I saw people wearing cookie shirts, but like at, like oh, as a beach cover up. And they're like, you know, can't you take the lady out of the kitchen, can't take the kitchen out of the lady. Genius. So people are recognizing that you're on vacation, but you're also staying in those feeds and staying top of mind and you're connecting with them you know if i saw someone at a beach that i've gone to i'd be like oh my goodness i've been there oh you need to go try so-and-so place you know what heather brookshire she's the disney trip planner yeah. she's in the group she went to disney she goes to disney all the time yeah, honestly if you wanted to go to disney you should talk she to her because she knows disney. every crevice in yeah. disney. but she went to disney world this past week disneyland Disney World. Disney World. And she posted all the, she has these like, she has a dress with the monorail on it. So she posted that, but all her audience, her friends knew that she was in Disney. So you yeah. can't place an order so, and expect like a limited, you know, communication, but still a fun vibe. And still front and center and connecting with them on a more personal level, you know, like, oh, she's a Disney adult. Oh, I'm a Disney yeah, adult. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that that was a great idea. So to recap what we said, use a planning app, uh, scheduling app, planner. Facebook planner is free. Um, I really do like it. It's pretty nifty. Uh, you can stay in stories and feeds that way. Uh-huh. Uh, and on Instagram and Facebook. And you can have custom. And then when you're, and like to Corey's point, when you're out there, you can post your stories or in your feed and a family photo. If you don't want to do the whole family photo thing, you know, the, is it legs or hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> legs or hot dogs? You just, you know, something that says, hey, I'm here, but I'm on vacation. You know, what do you guys like to do on vacation? Or what I, if you're going to a popular destination, like Myrtle Beach or something like yeah. that. Ask people where they recommend you should go, your uh, local yeah. audience. Oh, absolutely. What's, what's the best, you know, dive bar? Can you work on your toes? Does anyone know a Facebook dive bar? <laughs> I told the twins saw me to look it up. Um, um, oh. <laughs> okay, I really like those two. Now, as far as dealing with it, I'm going to say have your autoresponders dialed in and have husband, wife, grandma test out the autoresponders to make sure they're like, hey, I'm on vacation. Thank you so much. I'll get back to you. And if I can't, if your order is due before I get back, here's some bakers I recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Here's the fear that they're going to order from those bakers. They were going to find them anyways. Yeah, At least you, you can be the hand that passes them along. Yeah. Um, especially if it's like a baker that's like, you know, real solid. And then you have a referral system between the two of you. Absolutely. Not bad because that baker probably, probably is going to go on vacation. Yes. And they can say, hey, when I'm out of town, this um, Corey does something that I think is pretty cool in job form. You can actually limit, uh, the days that somebody can select to place an order. So it either looks like you're booked or it looks like you're booked at the beach, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. nobody can place an order. So it really helps let people know that they can't place an order at this time without the whole, I guess you could say confrontation. It'd be frustrating if someone said, Hey, I want to place an order for next week. Yes. Maybe they don't know the rush fee. They're fine with it, mm-hmm. but you're not there. And then they're left with like, but you just said you were taking order. You just posted an order you took on your Facebook page. Um, and then another thing that we said is drop the call to actions. Yeah. So instead, switch them out for engagement instead of ha- always questions. putting your, your form link, your website link, just leave that part off. And then ask an engaging question, Yeah, you know, just kind of make it more um, about town. So, now to, to fully effectively prepare for a vacation, you're going to need to produce that content before you leave. And this c- goes into this tip I have. You know, if you have a, you know, a family member, sister, brother, mom, or dad, or someone that you're super close friends with, let them take over the page where you're gone. I saw that. That'd be fun if you just let them be the page. Yeah. Like, like if they like, can hey, yeah. be the crumb cookie. Yeah. Oh, I was, ah. <laughs> 
honestly, would it be better? <laughs> yeah. And then you can kind of like, and with that, it technically is, it's called a social media manager. <laughs> That's a whole career in of, of itself, but it's, you can give them the rain so you can be completely turned off, but someone's manning the boat um, to the destination of bills. <laughs> so they're having your back while you are on vacation. They're answering people. Um, they're getting your funnel lined up for when you're back, um, but someone's there at answering. And, and, you know, some pages will say, we'll write a post and they'll answer it like, Corey, signed Corey, or yeah. signed Heather, so they know it's not they're not necessarily talking to the baker themselves. Right, that's not a bad idea. Any other tips? I think those would get you solidly through uh, a two-week vacation. The month vacation is pretty long. I've never been on a month vacation. I'm, my dreams are of I, a month vacation. Yes. Either way, I think you should stay consistent. Um, and then as you maybe possibly get closer to your return date, start with the, like, hey, I'll be taking orders starting here. Place your order now, and I'll get you on the calendar. Yeah. Like, so that week before you get back. Yeah, I would say plane photos, you in the airport, getting ready to come home, packing. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. I think that would be a really good idea to kind of bolster up that. And then always posting your calendars. I do like it when people post the screenshot of the calendar with the book, book, book unavailable i saw somebody say unavailable yeah. and then now taking orders yeah. for that last month which really helps set people's expectations on their your order length you know your order windows and lets them know when you are unavailable yeah with being present as well true you can schedule out newsletters you can yeah. you can schedule out social media posts uh can you schedule you can schedule stories um, and Corey's been growing her account through these about town videos, which right. I think are a really great way to connect with a local audience and not necessarily have to sell at the same time. So what have you been doing? Break us down with these about town videos. About town videos is literally anywhere I'm already headed. <laughs> so tell us about Krispy Kremers. Oh, so Krispy Kreme, and I don't know if it's every Krispy Kreme, but definitely we have two also, flagship ones my, near us. My, like sidebar and Krispy Kreme. What is the ideal number of Krispy Kremes to have to feel satiated? Oh, it's definitely more than two. <laughs> really? I think it's one and a half. No, I ate two you could eat and they two? disappeared and I yeah, almost said I, said I could eat two more. But do you hate yourself? Oh, I was hating myself. When as do I you hate ate, yourself? It probably maybe is at three. It was not at three? two. They, they, they melted in my mouth. I know, but at one and a half, that's my danger. I think was, that does one it is too that it was few. just a glaze, a straight glaze? I don't know. I usually like a sprink. Yeah. Maybe it would be different. So like one don't, way too few. Way no, too, it's what you're not you happy. Eat just you so just you got warmed up <laughs> to the other donuts. More donuts later. <laughs> then I think that two don't is where I eat don't. And but at one and a half is probably where I was happy. The diminishing marginal Do you return. Know what Krispy Kreme did away with the mini donuts, which were there last. Does anybody year. like this? Yeah, you could eat fifty of them and not feel yeah, guilty. Don't even lie to myself. I don't want to eat ten of them. I want to eat two that were the size of eat them. a million. But okay. okay. <laughs> so Krispy Kreme's doing this thing. They will give you a free glazed donut for every A your child has on the report card up to six donuts. So you can get a free half dozen. So I said, hey, that would be some great content. One, I do have a kid who loves donuts, so let's do it anyways. Plus, hyper-local because there's two Krispy Kreme factories. Not factories, whatever the ones where the, the light comes on. where they actually cook the donuts. Yeah, yeah. And then you stop when the light's on. Yeah. Yeah. So I took a quick video. I said, hey, this one has a drive through They're sitting inside, outside. You can place it to go order. Let's see think this is complicated. Okay, what did you film it on an iPhone? What did you voice it over an iPhone? And then what did you edit in? InShot? An iPhone. InShot on an iPhone. Right. So Corey's not using expensive software. She's not using expensive mics. She's literally grabbing the phone, walking in, and grabbing a donut. Yes. So I took a You're not even narrating while you're there. You're voiceovering, right? After I get home. (laughs) Right. So if you feel uncomfortable with the thought of talking to your phone, which I do, you could just... Corey just recording, recording quietly, then coming home doing the voiceover in the app. Yeah. And then I was able to share that to my audience. Hey, if you have kids, go and take advantage. Get the free half dozen. So now you're seeing is one, you provided local content. Yes. You provided actionable content. Most of your audience does have kids. Mm-hmm. And you provided like uh, free content because it was a free freebie for it them. It was a free and it wasn't a sales post. So it's more receptive to folks because they are not feeling sold to all the time. And I'm becoming a resource to these Great. people content exceptional content when you're out of town because it accomplishes being a resource not selling but being active yeah 
Uh, so those ones are really solid. And from what I can see that you're doing is you just go out one day and film these. Yes. <laughs> it's really like I would took them to lunch one day with me. Are you, How many are these? Are you just going on a day and walking to various places? Or are you just like, for lunch, I'm going to go to this place? For lunch, I'm going to this place. Let me film it. It's a local place. So I'm really trying to think where would where would people want to see that I also yeah. truly do like. So you're not like featuring McDonald's? No, I'm trying to do more localized Mom pop shop. Yeah. Because that's where you're seeing the most engagement. Yeah. Oh, look. The Facebook likes coming. Oh, so there is this local playground that they just put up. Went yeah, that's and a great featured one. the local playground. It was Splash a pads. Splash pad. This dog park that we go to, I went and featured that one. So it's places that I'm going about town, but it's fun to see people are like, oh, we love that dog park. Yeah. Like, so we've connected on a different and level. And if they didn't know about the dog park, you've connected them. them. Oh, goodness. I didn't know this was available. Thank you so much. Yes. And I think that that is one, um, if you're in the Cookie College, which we'll switch over to in a second, we're doing a really real challenge for the month of July. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I didn't tell anybody this, but it's actually my sisters came up with a challenge and I didn't want to do it by myself. So now I'm making the Cookie College for kids do it. Here's the challenge though at home. The so there's four sisters and the first person who fails on the challenge has to buy every buddy something from Sephora. Which you're looking at, 150 yeah. bucks. Four things will put you clear over $200. Yeah, so, so everyone has to post one thing a day. It doesn't matter when you record it. You could record them all in 30 days. I've been recording Have and you? setting those up. Runner. I gotta I gotta get on that. That's Friday. Yeah. Friday. Get on it, man. I'm not gonna buy you guys something from <laughs> Sephora. Buy I'll, I'll record my big dough. <laughs> I'm gonna look at that K-18 treatment. <laughs> So anyways, uh, switching over to the Cookie College, we are doing uh, challenges. Tell them what the the Cookie College is, you old thing. Cookie College. The Cookie College. I graduated from real college. Congratulations. I signed up for the Cookie College. I need to make you some cookies. Yeah, what happened to them? You didn't tell me Hey, you know what? What if I sub out those cookies for driver improvement cookies? Because when I went to driver's improvement class last week in effort for my court case tomorrow, the man said, the teacher, who's like basically a Santa Claus of driving, was like, how dare you not not bring cookies? And I said, but I'm not the baking twin. I'm the logistic twin. He's like, well, stop speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make them all just say stop speeding. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Or I thought you could do like just circles to keep it simple and do uh, red, yellow, and green. And then just their logo, I'll print you a cookie cutter. So just just red, yellow, and green Is in the background. It's complicated. It is two odd A's stuck together to look like a road. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, driving Heather, a cat. Heather has court, what, tomorrow? Yeah, Raj got back to me, guys. Raj got back. Okay, you are so, you acting like these people listen to us every week. If you don't know not. what I'm talking about, why don't you go three podcasts back when I got my last ticket? <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell them about the Cookie College. So the Cookie College is something that Corey and I actually launched last year, August 31st. So we've been almost doing this for ye- a year. Mm-hmm. And we're at 71 different classes, mostly focused on marketing, business organization, social media, management, Corey does some baking type stuff, so DIY kits, um, some product reviews, so you don't have to spend money. Corey can. I think we did a couple airbrushes, Eddie, and things like that. Yes. Uh, so all this amazing content that you can take in a self-paced course. So it's not just a single course. It's 71 classes, and it's a private Facebook group. And what you get access to, uh, $68 a month, canceling time, unless you want to sign up for the yearly, in which case you get two months free, is you get access not only to me and Corey, we call it, we call it uh, done with you marketing. So if you go to Sugar Cookie Marketing Group, which is free, it's uh, do-it-yourself marketing. So mm-hmm. we, hey, learn things, do this. In the Cookie College, it's done with you. So we can sit there and brainstorm and talk about domain names, and we can talk about you know social media strategies, algorithms, and reels. I think last week you posted about, oh, I posted about new things that are coming to groups, which yes. now you can connect. So anybody who has a VIP group, you can connect your shop, your Facebook shop, which connects to your website, to your VIP groups, meaning Smart. that people in a group can place an order for cookies in your VIP group. Now, Facebook takes 50 cents. It's got a little bit of a math problem there on what they take their cut, um, but a pretty awesome way to limit the number of clicks to make that sale in yeah. a VIP group. Um, you could even offer something to a VIP group. And then you can also do fundraisers that do not require a charitable donation. But all this is in the cookie college. And I just want to let you guys know what you're missing out on. We could have talked about this a week ago. And you're not in there. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty uh, cool stuff. So in the cookie college, we are doing for the rest of the year monthly challenges. Mm-hmm. Starting with the Really Reels Challenge, which will be July. That'll be a toughie, especially for you people who take breaks. <laughs> yeah. And then that's why. So I thought in August, a lot of people take 
take breaks, we're going to do the one a day planner post challenge, which means post one a day. I don't care if you post them all at the same time. That's the point of it. And then uh, we have a challenge on, um, what what were the rest of them? I forget. (laughs) Come on, man. I was posting (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I got to pull it up. Are you going to partake in these? Yes. Okay. We have in... August was the one-a-day planner post challenge. In September was the three-by-three-by-three-by-three three by three by three challenge. Yes. Uh, October it was the double-down newsletter challenge. November will be the Christmas cookie class. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. And then December will be the Data Days of December challenge, creating four spreadsheets of your leads from 2022. Oh, nice. And organizing those and getting them loaded into your software. Yeah. Whatever that software, whether it be newsletter or you know, remarketing. Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. So all these challenges, we're trying to gear towards moving you forward this year. And they're 30-day challenges. I think they're pretty easy. Um, of course, doing reels just requires doing them. It just requires a lot of doing. Yeah. So if you'd like to learn more about The Cookie College, you can sign up at www.thecookiecollege.com and you can preview kind of what to expect, um, things like that. You can always ask in the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group for people's feedback or things that we feature or what we could feature and stuff like that. Love it. Okay, what's on next? I think we're at what? Either group stuff or voicemails. Let's yeah, let's jump in the voicemails. I have them teed up. We have two voicemails, one on pre-sales. Let's listen to that. Hi, Heather and Corey. This is Amanda with Royally Ice Baker based out of Georgia. Um, I love you guys, all you do. I love the cookie college. So first and foremost, thank you for all you do for us cookieers. Um, I have kind of a two-part question. I'll try to keep it concise, and hopefully you can follow along with me. Um, It's all relating to pre-sales, essentially. So I am wondering how, when you have multiple things going on, you can strategically target and market each of those things. So, for example, at one point I had my Father's Day pre-sale and my Fourth of July pre-sale overlap a little bit. And I'm also offering a summer DIY kit all summer long. And I'm just feeling a little bit lost. I've only done up till this point one pre-sale at a time and haven't really had that overlap. Um, So I don't know, am I trying to do too much or in what way can I kind of plan this out so that I am able to market each of the things I know that the percentage of people who follow us that actually see the post is small. So that's playing in the back of my mind. I have a feeling this will come down to content buckets. Um, But again, just I'm confused on how to strategically plan um, the post. And so it doesn't seem like I'm trying to just sell, sell, sell all of the time too. Um, So really curious about your thoughts on that. And then that kind of leads into my second question, which is timing for pre-sales. I typically close my pre-sales a week out from the pickup date just because I need that time to bake and decorate and package. Um, and I run my pre-sales for two weeks. So that means that they're generally open two to three weeks before the actual holiday. So I don't know if maybe that is too much lead time and people aren't thinking about some of those holidays yet. Christmas maybe being the exception. Um and if I should maybe bump that time frame up if possible, um, or yeah, what your thoughts are on that as well. Um, so again, thank you so much, and I hope you're able to answer the question. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> you're such a good supporter. I appreciate it. I see your stuff always on Instagram. That's great questions. And to me, your pre-sales will piggyback off of each other. Um, if someone partakes in one pre-sale, odds are they are the right person for the next pre-sale. I think you conditioned your audience. Yeah, and if we have felt with the holiday rush this past six months has been, it's been one holiday, like then two weeks another holiday than two weeks i'm tripping holiday. over for yeah i'm forgetting it so honestly if you are partaking in every single holiday use that use the juice that you're getting from that first holiday and be like hey hey did you know that we're actually having this next holiday pre-sale i think different types of content will help differentiate the two pre-sales from each other um so if you do a video heavy feature for Father's Day and then maybe a picture heavy one for the 4th of July, you'll be able to differentiate that content and catch the eyes of different people. Um, I do always suggest not posting the same photo and over and over again because that can can grow stale to some people um, and we want to catch them. So if you go live, 
for your DIY kit, for your summer DIY kit. Go live of you decorating that kit. That is something that you can use all mm-hmm. summer long. Reels, stories, feed posts, Instagram carousels. You can spread this content across a lot of different avenues to reach different audiences, but not to feel like you're like, well, I posted the same thing 50 times. That yeah. looks weird. So you can keep those those platforms alive. You can keep people's interest in them. Um, I know reels right now are super popular for Instagram. So you could make that a a very video focused thing, but I also say, Hey, make some of that video in your Facebook feed because, um, one, you can remark to people who watch your video, which is great. Um, you can do campaigns for that, but you can also catch the, the eyes of people who are standing in line, who are just endlessly watching things. Also, I think it'd be really cool if you had a picture of the DIY kit in a reel and then like immediately showed a table of your kids decorating it. Cause like when you think about like a Mercedes commercial, you never just see a picture of a parking lot of a bunch of Mercedes. No, they're always driving in this mountain. Yeah. And they're having a blast. Um, So demonstrating, demonstrating our products to people really helps put them in the mindset of look, oh, that could be my butt in a Mercedes. Yes. And that could be my kid's butt's not in my Mercedes. I don't (laughs) want them to crumble. (laughs) Uh, So I do like that. Now coming with the the frequency of promotion, like when to start promoting it, I don't think you're going to truly annoy people with the amount, you know, if you post six week versus four week. However, you could warm them up saying like, hey, guys, I'm thinking about my Christmas pre-sales. I know we're still in Thanksgiving. Any ideas? Any special requests? Yeah, you could do a poll. Oh, you know, I like me some polls. She does. Some polls. Um, when, when I'm coming up to a sale, if I'm a month out, you'll see one post about it a week. Three weeks out, we're going to do two posts. Two weeks out, you're going to see three posts a week just about this. And then the week of when I'm trying to make the last few last-minute sales. The week before your cutoff. The week before the cutoff, I'm going to post. So what are you looking at? Typically a six-week runtime. I would say six-week is the best because you'll be more and I love us some six-week cycles because... You give enough time for to get yourself prepped in the first two weeks, but start introducing it to your audience. And you got a solid four uh, weeks. Oftentimes, first to market. And just being first to market, you're going to gain sales just yeah. because you're the first person there. Yeah. A lot of us think uh, pretty last minute, but a couple of us have an asana and we're thinking like ahead of time, oh, let me get that ordered and done and out of my way so I don't yeah. think about it. Uh, so I like six weeks. Corey and I use six weeks for event promotion, specifically for sugar cookie classes. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and then I find that when we, this year, I think we said this, we planned out the whole calendar ahead of time. We did. So we could snag some people who have that Asana for yeah. the next six months. Yeah. So somebody's already signed up for September. Well, we didn't have to do, if that class wasn't set up, because last year, I think we just set them up after, right we after we did. finished did. Every them. time we finished a class, we set up the next There's class. only, almost less than a four-week runtime if we consider that our cutoff to I sign know, up for was, classes. I felt stressed. <laughs> yeah. So now having, I, mean, I guess you could essentially call it a 12-month runtime, but the promotional schedule is around four to six weeks. Yeah. The setup already good anybody can sign up anytime we have to do less thinking yeah. and last year we were not able to fill our july class but now this year we have a wait list and it's you know because why of that fact. though a little bit because we had made it a fourth of july class and it that's such a busy and this is a july 9th class yeah. so what we found is that people weren't taking cookie classes <laughs> uh, i think people started traveling again last year too true uh, but our july class this year you know plan ahead of time has a wait list you know so gotta make this that lines in here. i know it's going to be a bummer. I'm put on my sauna. Bama. Okay, let's jump in to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather and Corey. My name is Emily. I own Bake Effect in St. Joseph, Michigan. And I have a question about um, kind of shifting between tones in social media posts. Uh, so a little backstory. When I first started my business, I actually sat down and thought about what my values as a business are and what are my values. Uh, on my social media pages, like what's important to me uh, to establish as my voice and what's important to me to communicate. And uh, so I came up with just a short list of values to kind of guide uh, the direction of my social media posting. And so two of those values are authenticity and humor. And I'm struggling a little bit to know how to go back and forth between those two things when I'm making posts on my page. Um, Hopefully this is making sense, but sometimes I will make a post about something that is a little more serious and like personal to me. And I know that's not for everybody. Uh, Everybody's business does not operate that way and that's fine. Um, I find it works really well for me and um, helps me to kind of stay true to myself and I feel my audience responds well to it. Um, But then 
once I've kind of made those serious posts, I'm not sure how to jump back to my other value of humor and like providing a little bit of fun for people without it being super jarring and like a very abrupt change in tone. Um, and there's a strong possibility I'm totally overthinking it and nobody else cares or notices but me. But uh, if you have any advice on um, kind of, uh, I don't know, make, uh, creating a good transition between posts of differing tones, um, that would be appreciated. Hopefully my question makes sense. Uh, but yeah, any advice that you have, I would greatly appreciate. Thanks guys. So Bye. what you're looking for is a buffer post and the best buffer out there is a sales post because it's neither right nor left. <laughs> um, so if you do a deep sentimental post, wait a few days or two days, then, Hey, this is my offerings for July. It's neither passionate or not. And then you can hit them with a funny post at the end. So you can really combine those and create like, could you stair step like a personal, like, so if the other one's like really deep, you know, heavy. Okay. Then you did like, you know, like, Hey guys, here's my kids first day of school. And then you went like sales post and then you went like funny. So then she has one. She had two buffer posts, two buffer posts, but only one cookie related sales post. The funny one, I would say be a cookie meme. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just depends. I'm assuming that the heavy post isn't related to cookies. I'm assuming so too, or maybe it's business. Well, we don't have the context for it, but it depends what you're, if you're just cruising through summer and you don't have any big sales coming up, you could do it Heather's way. If you do have like a pre-sale coming up, you want to include a little bit more sales posts in there. And that can Mm -hmm. be that buffer that you need. So if anybody's wondering, she's talking about tonality in her messaging. Um, We can have, you can see that Corey and I kind of edge towards more jokes and stuff. But if you want your business page to be a bit more involved or like um, introspective, you could be a little bit more deep if you're talking about, it's depending on what you decide. Uh, You decide for your, it's called a brand voice. Um, And whatever that brand voice is, you kind of want to stay the course. So it would be it would be jolting to be an end user. Like if I'm following target and it's like summer sale, summer sale, summer sale. And then suddenly it's something so, so out of scope for what they usually post. I'd be like, Oh, that's different. Um, so that would mean that target set, you know, took a step from its brand voice. Now what you're seeing in a lot of these bigger companies is they're letting these interns, I think it's a whole manufacturer type of marketing, take over TikTok and reels and do these more funny posts that way. So their TikTok channel will be the super goofy, funny one. Yeah. So you're, you're right there that you can have a different voice on a different platform Mm -hmm. um, and cultivate a different audience there. I see most formality on Facebook. I see some casualness on Instagram and TikTok is the goofiest one. Yes, absolutely. Um, or the least, uh, close, you know, like someone's in their closet. Right. (laughs) And so you can kind of have a different brand voice, which is going to appeal to different users. And then you're going to have different demographics graphics on each platform i think facebook skews towards 30s and up i think instagrams is in the is 20s little and 30s com- of it. and then tiktok seems to be the youngest um but they, and they all have different types of algorithms that allow different types of reach yeah. one thing Corey and i cannot do is get tiktok to hit hey, <laughs> I think that one funny. got 2000 that's crazy because everything else got 200 it's because we haven't been consistent i know yet. we're not consistent um, but guys, you can wait always July comes. <laughs> wait until buckle up, guys. Uh, the phone number is. Do you know it? Because I definitely closed out a call for her. Five seven one five five something five five six. Okay, hold on. Let me. You can call and text into the podcast if you would like. We would like you to, because otherwise it is just me and Corey talking to ourselves. The phone number to call or text is 571-556-5644. I can guarantee you no one will answer. You'll just leave a voicemail and then we'll feature you on next week's podcast. However, I saved one voicemail from this week for next I week. Really like and it. it was a positive vibes, like a different approach. It wasn't a marketing question. And um, it was just how she comes about business so it's digestible. Yeah. I'm going to steal it I this week it. and I use it in it. my own I'm way. I'm clean my house in three hours. I'll <laughs> post that next week during the podcast. Okay, two group stuff. If you haven't joined Sugar Cookie Marketing Group on Facebook, do. Because it's what a lot of the stuff we cover in this podcast is about. Right. Yes. Okay, so we have a couple of lives coming up. One, in fact, taught by one of the best teachers that we actually have in the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. Absolutely stellar knowledge base (laughs) it's me (laughs) uh um 
Uh, oh, this one was rescheduled. So Zola counts wedding orders will be tomorrow at 6.30. Nice. Yeah, and that was last week. It got yeah. rescheduled, power outage. So assuming no acts of God, we'll have the setting up Zola accounts for wedding orders with Jessica Wolf. Heard a lot of great feedback from people who use Zola. If you want wedding orders, which we know wedding orders, you can charge that blessed day surcharge. Yeah. And, um, and in exchange, you're going to deal with a little bit more stress than your typical one-year-old's birthday. There's more details. <laughs> and yeah, more, you know. Um, but on Thursday, I'm going to explain what the 3 by 3 by 3 challenge is. Now, we're not hosting the challenge in the group, but you can self-host this challenge. Yeah. Uh, three, you know, I'll explain to you in the Facebook Live, but I just want to break down how to do it, how most effectively to do it, and then definitely how we can snag your... Um, what do you call it? Metrics on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we can, you know, track if this is going, it's going to work if you do it. I just it want to make has. sure you know how to find that. zillion times. And? Always works. Always works. So it's always my, and people have always asked in the group, how do I grow Instagram? And somebody will be like, do me, do me, do me. And people are like, what in the world are you saying? Did you just hit your keyboard? <laughs> I did not want to do math. I wanted to grow my Instagram. So I'm going to talk about that on Thursday, just for 30 minutes, pretty quick. Um, and then I'll create a little document okay. so you can download and print it. Noise. 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 All right. Does that take us to Twinters? Oh, I got like two more. Uh, How to set up and market a cookie camper. That'll be July 14th, which sounded far away until I realized July is Friday. Yes. And then we have Christmas and July gingerbread houses with Heather Brookshire. There's one Facebook Live I need to add. Um, However, if you're interested in teaching a Facebook Live, you can do that by signing up at sugarcookiemarketing.com forward slash L-I-V-E. That's live singular. Yes. Come on. Teach something. What's People are probably like, why do I have to go to live? <laughs> live. <laughs> oh, I think it would be great if you taught um, just how you set up for your, like, how you did the flat lay uh, reel. Oh, like how I actually filmed Yeah, that? I think people would be really interested. Really interested. Okay, all right, okay. You can do that? I'll think about it. I will submit You never sent me the collab stuff. I'm going to. Forgot. Okay. Got too busy filming reels yesterday. <laughs> hey, man. What did you say about reels uh, for your growth on the platform? Why even do photos anymore? <laughs> uh, we got to go to Spans. Sponsors. Okay, the first one is Bakety Bake is a brand that makes a meringue powder called Royal Batch. And that's because it's the queen of the queen of the quap. Queen of the quap. <laughs> queen of the quap. Uh, it's got queen of the quap. Okay. Okay. It already has three ingredients in it, which is white food coloring, corn syrup. And what was the last one? Why is it escaping my brain? Egg wine. No, you weirdo. Okay, oh, no, yeah, I'm pretty good. Words. Let's go back to it again. One of the two that you got. It has white food coloring, corn syrup, and vanilla extract. Corn there syrup. we go. Yeah, queen of the quap. <laughs> queen of the quap. I am not the queen of the quap. <laughs> uh, next up is castiron.me. It is a website, which would be great for you actually to work on when you're at the beach because they'll do it for you. Yes. If you want a website quick and easy, go check out castiron.me. It is websites for foodpreneurs, and they've just launched a new feature i mentioned it on the last two podcasts sending invoices without requiring payment at time of invoicing which is great if you're going back and forth on as Corey would like to say quotes, <laughs> quotes. <laughs> quotes. Uh, also back to the queen out of the co-op that use code twins to save 10 oh, yeah. <laughs> and last up but never least Eduardo, you take it away, twin. Twa, Eddie Quinn. is a quinn <laughs> quinn co-op. uh Eddie is a direct to food printer which is pretty neat if it sounds insane, that's because it is. It's by Primary Technology. It, they, it looks like they make a bunch of commercial printers and then just had a wild, like, holiday party and someone came up yeah. with the Eddie printer. Someone got a little too drunk and said, Let's we went on food. <laughs> uh, Eddie is pretty awesome. You can go to the Eddie Printers user group and get a lot of information there. Um, but, man, people who have an Eddie love an Eddie. A lot of people have an Eddie. I have to so, use him for uh, order on Saturday. What's your order? Someone this happened to be for somebody who's in a driving and program program? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, someone wanted, they let me do whatever, but they needed a platter for 4th of July. So I was going to put some Eddie cookies in there because she's going to a local a local event. So I said that would be a great way to get Eddie's name out. Oh, Eduardo. Eduardo. So you can check out Eddie. We don't have a, a discount coupon because Eddie knows his worth and don't run discounts. <laughs> but it's a really cool direct-to-food printer. You can print on, obviously, cookies, but people are printing. I saw somebody in the Eddie Printer Users Group. Their son works for, like, a burger restaurant yeah. chain, and they were having a burger off, like a burger town. So she printed on the cheese. Did he win? I, <laughs> I hope don't so. Know. I just saw the cheese being printed <laughs> on. for my son. Right. 
Okay, that brings us down to Twinter. I got one. Okay, you seem to be biting at the chop for for it. Okay, so you know, Kato, do you know when you have your KitchenAid mixer? Specifically, that's what I'm talking about because that's what this thing is for. Um, Every time I get the KitchenAid mixer, I always have to clean it. That is some time and saddle. I have to clean it. (laughs) It's some time and saddle because now you have to spend the time cleaning it. And, you know, that's more time working. If we know anything, time is money. So I found this case that you put over your KitchenAid when you're not using it. And you can actually fit the bowl in there too. So it becomes from like this eyesore, you know, with the cord into this. Is it a soft case or a hard case? It's a soft case. That's good. I know. It was a little bit not as snug as I wanted, but I understand why it can't be snug is because you've got stuff in there. But um, it comes for the five quarts. You should do a real one. Is your stomach growing? did. It is growing. Okay, we're going to try this one more time. We're going to make the podcast listen to Phoebe. Everyone, please be quiet. You guys They're go. not going to hear that. Okay. You, you, you guys think enjoying that? that? Gonna you guys enjoying that? There's a little fee, little meow there to get you through your day. With your twin truck. Where'd you get the thing from? Amazon. It's called Homest. Look up case from Homest for KitchenAid mixers. I'll be curious what it looks like. I would like a picture posted in the group. I sure did. Get on Instagram and you can find it. Post it in the group and then say podcast reference so everyone knows. All right. My twin tryst has been this clothing line. Okay, you know what? I dress like a dump. I like to look like a dump truck, but I just look like a dump. So I thought my new initiative would be higher quality luxury, like not luxury, but loungewear. Okay. Like not athleto, whatever That's that expensive. lounge stuff is. Yeah, but just more casual. Whatever, whoever came up with joggers. The opposite of what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, these like joggers that people are buying now, I kind of think they look casual, yes. but not so yeah, dumpy. Yeah, not like, like you look. just are going out with whatever yeah so my older sister loves to spend money has absolutely no regard (laughs) to a budget but she had recommended this company called viori i think in california they actually can go to a store but here you can go to reis and they have more online did you go to the rei i did they didn't have a huge selection but they had a selection but it is the i'm wearing the pants the softest material i have ever laid my hands upon it is oddly so soft that, you know, when you go and people are like, overuse that term, buttery soft? Yeah. This is truly actually probably oh. buttery soft. It's not the cheapest, but you can get 10% discount if you just keep signing up How emails like I do. They were 89, but <gasps> 10% off. That is such it's not, not cheap. Look, at, you're putting a house on your KitchenAid. It's not a place for you to judge. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was cool. I like the aesthetic because I think it's 30 years old, not 20 years old. 30. The budget of a 50-year-old, but a 30-year-old one. <laughs> well, I probably should take a note from that book. I don't know. Just like casual so it's not like too tightly fit. You're not so sweaty, but yes. it's very but soft. But you can like bend down and pick up like a quarter yeah. off the ground. And you don't have to do the squat test because like it's looser stuff. It's true. And true. then, um, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I, I thought it was a good vibe. So I picked up a few pieces. Went broke. <laughs> this is so expensive. But I think this is my new mental mindset is that it doesn't have to be uh, every, you don't have to buy the cheapest thing in the Ross line every day. I could invest in pieces that would probably last longer, and then I'll get more out of them. You know I also what I mean? forgot your lollipops at mom's house sometimes. Oh, he's working for them. I went to Ross. <laughs> and you know they have the candy. That, there's a whole lesson in the psychology of a Ross oh, store. Oh, they get me every time, man. Between how they price things with the cross Save out it compared for to a next podcast, okay, you guys have to. Wait with bated breath. All right. I think that brings us to the end of the pod. I'm guessing you didn't go to the mail buying. Mail buying? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we do have mail, though, if you want to okay. swing by there. I'll like, take a video. Why don't you do, yeah, look at the UPS store. How cool. You can get your mail more than once a month. <laughs> okay, kids. We'll see you next week.